0: Approximately three seconds,
1: so um, do I like get a test intro, I guess we can do like a run-through. Sure, through. I, I,
0: probably, I just do this of, hi, this is Brian Kralowitz, uh from University of Counseling Services. Uh, this is the beginning of a series that we are doing at Counseling Services for podcasts. Um, what we're trying to achieve here is a chance to kind of go to a little bit beyond the normal web page, and so we're engaging at this point in time and kind of getting to know the staff, and um, at this point in time I am the person that you'll be getting to know. All right. oh, I forgot to tell you, I, I should also do the introduction for, um, the person who's going to be in charge here is uh, Lath Mayfield, and he is our scholarship worker for our office, and so he's kind of the average student um, that we're asking him to come in here and ask us questions, and uh, we're hoping this is a chance for you to get a better sense of who we are and how we operate, and if you have any questions or thoughts on this, please feel free to contact us at UCS at truman.edu for our email. Um, we'd love to hear some feedback from you, and so we can help kind of make this more what you want it to be.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, first of all, did did you give your name? No, I
0: don't think I did. I, uh, I'm Brian Kralitz. I'm the director of University Counseling Services.
1: All right. Awesome. Um, so, okay. Uh, let me just get right into it then. Um, what do you think, why does Truman State University keep University Counseling Services around? Why are you... Worth keeping around. In other words, what do you what do you do there? That's so useful.
0: Yeah. what's What's unique about University Counseling Services is that we are one of the few offices that can do things on a confidential level. Um, everybody else, as kind of abides by what is known as FERPA, which is a privacy act for for educational records. So it's sort of
1: like it's sort of like HIPAA, essentially for those. We're kind of like, we, we jump to
0: HIPAA, it. which is exactly we're <laughs> jumping much more to where people can come in and talk to us about anything. And so we really mm-hmm. don't have a, a mission. So. Um, Our goal is to just provide a very unique service to the campus, which is Psychological counseling, which no one else offers. We also offer it in a way that's very private and very... um available for students that they know because they're just turning into adults so their parents won't find out the professors won't find out so they can come in there and talk about how they want to leave truman we're not really there to sell truman we're there to help people grow as individuals we're not worried about where they're out with um you know how does it work for enrollment or all those other things that other offices are oftentimes worried more about mm-hmm.
1: okay Interesting. Uh, so, speaking of, of privacy, I know that's uh, a lot of time. That's a major concern for people who are visiting, uh, you know, counseling services at the university or anywhere for that matter. Um, can you talk about like um, how is privacy maintained? How do we make sure um, that say uh, say I come in and I'm feeling a little bit. Say I'm feeling a little bit depressed. Uh, say I don't want any of my classmates or my professors to find out about that. How do you ensure that?
0: It's, I always it's, tell people it's a trust issue. So I mean, I'll, it's a great question to ask in terms of how we do this. The one things we can't guarantee is a couple of things. I always tell people we offer confidentiality, but because we work as an office, one of the things that students have said is that I might see someone in the waiting room, which is something mm-hmm. we just can't avoid. There's just you know sometimes there will be up yep. to like five or six people there. Yeah. We can't mean you know we don't just your presence there will say something. The one thing I always tell people is that, just like yourself, when you come to our office to help us out with this podcast, mm-hmm. you're sitting in the waiting room. There's a lot of times people sitting in the waiting room that are not affiliated with at all counseling. They're there for advising meetings. They're there for scholarship okay. work. So why people are there is not always for counseling. So why okay. it occurs... Um, One of the things that's nice about UCS is that we're a very private building. Unless you have business with our office, you would never walk into our office. So the one thing that people always ask about is, it's not like you're in Magruder Hall where people are walking by and seeing what's going on. I I've never thought about that. Yeah, and and most times people don't. It's kind of odd that people on campus, they oftentimes don't even know our building is counseling services. So when people walk in and out of our building, Mm -hmm. most people who aren't coming to our service don't even know people walking in of our building. Hmm. But more on the level of our privacy. So when people come into our office... We do operate as an office. So when you see a therapist, information is oftentimes shared within the office. We have no student workers mm-hmm. like yourself that you work in our office. You wouldn't know anything about our clinical work. And we've purposely right. made it where our student workers never work in the front. They're mm-hmm. always just kind of working with individual people that are kind of helping mm-hmm. out in the process. Okay. So then our records are all kept electronically. That's one of the things that we kind of went a couple of years ago. where I think, one of the few offices that went to completely paperless records. Mm-hmm. So when people come in, all of our information is kept on one of the many hard drives at many security levels on campus that's kind of uh, in- encrypted in the whole bit so the records are very private i always tell people they never get stapled on anybody's transcript so people come in there they don't get right. you know they went to counseling mark <laughs> on there and i always like to make mention that last year we had about nine percent of our student body coming for cl- for clinical services wow. and when we look at it it's probably about about 25 to 30 percent of the students if you're here for four years about 25 to 30 percent chance that you will come into our office just based on the numbers that we typically see so really yeah just from a, it so it's kind of about every year we get about two-thirds of people that weren't in counseling before to come in so we just kind of mm-hmm. look at it from that perspective so um so we do impact about a quarter of the students on campus with direct Good. clinical service let alone all the presentations that we do but everything we do is kept so if you went to see mm-hmm. us it's the same record system that is kept that would be at a private practice or Anything along those lines. No one else in the university has access to it. Um, okay. No one is available. If people ask, if people are even being seen in their office, I can't even acknowledge or disacknowledge that they're not being hmm. there. So it is very uh, makes my colleagues mad at me. <laughs> but yeah. but it's important for confidentiality.
1: Okay, perfect. Um, so just going back to that a little bit. If you if, if I came in and if I were in the waiting room, there would actually. If I'm feeling embarrassed, there's no way for anyone to know why I'm there, what no. I'm doing there, if I'm even there for counseling purposes. The, on,
0: the only, I also believe the only reason that um, someone would know what was going on and what is taking place is if you told them. And okay. so it, it's one of those things that because we even, if people use our offices, we have little sound machines in the hallways. People don't even notice it, but we turn these on so people don't hear noise outside the room. Um, type of elements. We do our best. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. we obviously can't have perfect acoustics and do everything like that. But right. if you ever notice our offices, our shades are always kind of down. We're always mm-hmm. we, a lot of things we do are very purposeful to try to
1: create the privacy that people want. Um, and yeah. I,
0: we know that about half the people that come to our counseling center is very concerned about that. So we try to be very respectful towards that.
1: Right. And just a uh, just a note uh, to encourage people uh, to go to uh, university counseling services uh, if if they need it. Is is this, uh, and maybe maybe they've heard it before, uh, which is this is the first and probably only time in in our lives we're going to have access to free, licensed yeah. psychologists.
0: and I, I tell people so. all the time that any, and, and I I mean this in all sincerity. The, the six staff members in my office. They could easily go out and make a lot more money. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not as though this is a, a flunky level thing. I mean, I think we have really incredibly highly skilled, gifted therapists. Mm-hmm. So, when you are getting a product, it is truly, in a, in a market base, this is a hundred dollars an hour quality what you are getting, and which yeah. is part of the reason that our, we've had such an increase in utilization because I think mm-hmm. we do create, create a great product. And so, um, but thank you for your your thoughts on that.
1: No problem. Uh, I guess um, we can turn back to you um, a little bit more so that hopefully uh, our listeners can can learn a little bit more about you um, okay so your name's uh, Brian Kyles obviously you're uh, are you like the head staff member at i your am counseling i services? am the director
0: of the counseling services okay. and i have my phd i'm a i'm a licensed psychologist in the state of missouri and um, Trying to think if I kinda of going through some of the questions I know we're gonna ask in terms of oh, well, I'm going to grad school at Texas Tech University and okay. I kinda of joke with people all the time that I'm kinda of part of the witness relocation program because I've moved so many times. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I've 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 called home the Chicago area, San Diego, Los mm-hmm. Angeles, mm-hmm. uh Lubbock, Texas, Casper, Wyoming, and now Kirksville, Missouri. Wyoming. Wyoming. I lived there for seven
1: years and I,
0: wow. I yeah, I miss it immensely. I miss the mountains.
1: Huh. Really? Okay. So you've sort of seen a little bit of everything. I've I've been. I've lived in most time zones. Okay.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Just missing East Coast right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll you'll go there. I'll try it. You know. Uh, uh, Okay. So how long have you been at Truman then?
0: This is my fifth year. I always joke about. I'm a super senior this year. Uh So yeah, I I came here in two thousand four. Um, I've been a director of counseling. This is my tenth year being a director. I was director at Casper College in Wyoming, okay. and been doing counseling center work for I think God, up about 15 years now.
1: Wow. Okay. Let me start. Uh, why, why a university setting? Let me start generally. Why, why not? You know, as you said, you you know, you said yourself, you uh, you and any you know, given member of your staff could go out and make a lot more money. Why, why a university?
0: It, it, it just, this is a kind of getting to know me type of thing Is I when I went to college I didn't know what I wanted to be except I knew I wanted to go to college <laughs> and so I, when I went to college I went, this is really great and then when I said what do you want to do for a living I'm like I just want to stay in college I didn't want to do it where I wasn't getting paid so this All was right. my route um <laughs> My, my my I to joke with people. My past life, when I initially started, I was doing sports psychology, and so where you can work with a lot of athletes is a university. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing uh, work, I, I mainly focused on being available for um, kind of working with athletes and doing that. Because of my director role, I don't do as much with athletes anymore. But once I got to college counseling centers, it's just a great life. I mean, you get to work with the gift of this. Is if I worked in private practice, or you work in different settings. College offers this. One is I have very motivated clients that are coming in the door because they're they're coming to college. They want to do something with their lives. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, secondly, I've got incredibly gifted and, and thoughtful and intelligent clients, and so you you can challenge them on things that you may not if you, if you're dealing with individuals that are that may not have a higher level of education or higher level of intelligence. Mm, okay. And the other part is. I mean not having to deal with the money is a nice thing. You know just I don't yeah. I just they come in I don't have to sit there and negotiate health care not have to work with saying oh do I get no, eight sessions with you. Any if if I if I work with somebody and I realize that we're done in one session I end it. If I if I realize I want to see somebody for 15 times because it's necessary what they're going through then we do it. So having that freedom is allowing a lot of it. So the academic environment's great. Um, but I'm, I feel, if people see me, I'm oftentimes at volleyball games on campus. I'm at basketball games. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being a part of the college life. I go to theater productions. I'm at the rec center. Hmm. So being a part of a college was always kind of my destiny. I, I can't imagine, no matter what goes in my life, I can't imagine leaving the university life just because, like I said, when I was 18, I went, I really love college. And mm-hmm. I'm now 40, and I really love college. So Awesome.
1: You said you go to the rec. I go to the rec all the time, and, and never see you there. <laughs>
0: ever. I'm, I'm there for the noontime horrible basketball. I'm there. For, we call it the NBA, which is the noontime basketball association. <laughs> so it, I'm on there with all the old guys oh, and okay, gals okay. of the staff. So all when people walk by at lunch, if you are ever in the rec center at noon, usually some guy huck, you know huff and wind down there. <laughs> um, Making horrible layups and or injuring himself—that that could be me. There's okay. a definite possible. So cool. people are always intimidated because there's the two basketball games that go on with the faculty members during lunch. And Does get pretty intense. Yeah, it, it, I'm on the non-intense court. Okay. The, the other okay. court is the probably better quality. They actually care about what happens. Uh, My court yeah. is we just
1: don't get injured. Yeah. Yeah, 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 But I
0: always tell students: students can join us so if everybody want to come down and play pickup with us. We're mm-hmm. a friendly bunch, and
1: you're not we'll, like throwing elbows or anything.
0: Not on purpose. <laughs> the only reason we're throwing elbows—we're just so tired. <laughs>
1: I'm just picturing you, by the way, uh, like some short shorts, like a, a Larry Brown <laughs> I, I am not. Sort I am not the look. butt hugger maybe, look. No, I don't. A, maybe some sort of like headband or something. No
0: headband. I I actually wear the. I I I talked someone a while back and he gave me the Truman practice jersey. So I actually have the reversible. I'm on the. I'm on the gender. We we incl- we want to have women play on our court, so we mm-hmm. we don't play shirts and skins. We play right. dark and light. Okay. So I have. Okay. Uh, so if you see me, I am. I think 22. I also have my. Oh, my old college, at Woodyer College, I have my old college's practice jersey. So nice. Okay. So so if you ever see someone down there, don't be intimidated by it. that. It's not about quality; it just means about loyalty <laughs> to schools that I've been going to.
1: Okay, cool. I just figured I'd call you out on that, looks I'm there like two or three times a week, and never see you.
0: I'm not the nighttime. I'm, I'm the okay. I squeeze into my lunch hours.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so moving from the general to the specific, um, instead of why any university, why Truman State University? I mean, uh, you, Truman State University as uh, is, is a public school. Um, it's sort of not to offend anyone, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. You probably don't make as much money at Truman as say you would um, University of Missouri. Uh, yeah. This is a small town. It doesn't it doesn't have Target. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really have as much no. to offer. Um, and I don't know if you if you have children or not, but I mean. I do. Um, you got to consider that uh, when you're raising children. Yeah, so mean, why, why why Truman, Kurtzville? Why, why Kirksville?
0: Um, part of this is I, I when I went to undergrad, I always tell people there's two people that can go to private schools, and that either you're incredibly poor or you're incredibly rich. I was the incredibly poor type, so I was offered a lot yeah. of money based on financial need and a lot of things. So I was I was very fortunate to go to a private liberal arts school, Whittier hmm. College, in the Los Angeles area, okay. and I just love liberal arts. I love the concept of just I want to learn. Uh, to
1: be motivated for that type of thing, and so I—I I I was learning. really excited too until I saw the LSPs I had to take. <laughs> uh, so I think I think the average student's pretty excited too, and then like, sure. oh crap, eight modes, really? I know, yeah. So
0: um, I—I'm right. all for, and I went when I went to college, we had to take you know joint classes. We had to—it was no matter where you're at with the liberal arts, it's always some goofy way of learning. Yeah. But okay, um, so I wanted to get back to a liberal arts school and I was at a lot of different schools. I was at Texas Tech. I was at Northern Illinois University. I was at Casper College. So when Truman came up, it was really good. And from a personal level, I I was, you know, I think... Kirksville is a very, it can be a good town if you're 18 to 22 because Truman's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirksville is also a really good place if you're like an old fart like me. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I want to go home and mow my lawn and, and do those types of, and watch TV and mm-hmm. be pretty boring. It's a very safe, easy place. I yeah. have a three-year-old daughter that, you know, I, I don't worry about who's seeing what. And, right. and as long as you don't mind, you know, going to Hy-Vee or Walmart and seeing everybody 3,000 times over. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's that I I grew up in very major cities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, San Diego, Los Angeles. That was my my basic formative years. And at this point in time, my life, I don't know if I'd go back just because, yeah, Yeah. I
1: I, I just, so you're, you're willing to, uh, small town, give up, to give up like the, the cultural opportunities, like for, uh, you know, uh, Eric Clapton isn't coming to Kirksville. Not that uh, I'm aware of. But so we, we have
0: a, we've had Cake though, and I've been to that concert. Really? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Truman does amazing things to bring people in. But for yeah. me, you know, I, I think what I enjoy I enjoy visiting cities now at this point in my life. That okay, you know, I still have family in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of friends in Los Angeles, and, and travel around and go to Chicago and things like that. So for me, as a, as a professional, let's say once a month, we end up going out of Kirksville and go do you know? It, it's very exciting when you go to any town and you see a Chili's and you're excited oh, by wow. it. So, so 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 so. For me, small town living, because you know, when you get to my point where I basically wake up in the morning, I'm oftentimes here till fairly late hours. Mm-hmm. I go home. I don't need anything. You know, I don't have any traffic. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Okay. But I love to have a Thai restaurant or things oh, like wow. that. Of course, they. Did you go to that
1: sushi restaurant while I was here? No, man? I did not. You did? I was no, I no no, okay. was I was the guy that made it close. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, I I never went. Although I, I kept I kept I'd drive by there and I was like, oh man, I gotta go there. And I drove by there and I was like. Uh, you know, close for business it's like, well, crap, maybe another one will come around in 50 years. I go
0: to El Spazio. I, El give, Spazio. I, I go to the, the 53 Chinese restaurants. I visit those oh, yeah, and yeah, the 28 yeah.
1: Mexican it's... restaurants. I, I go there. Oh, so. that's good. Good <laughs> stuff. All that's good stuff. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if we touched on this or not, um, but what? what's your favorite part? Uh, what's the, you, the your, What gets you excited about coming to work at Truman sure. State University, University Counseling Services in the morning?
0: God, you know, it's – I mean, it, I, 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 I'm sure there's many different aspects, but, I mean, doing things that that make a difference for somebody. And sometimes it's very direct at someone I'm working with type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like this. So this is exciting for me. I mean, the idea of sitting here, even though we're in the clo- the smallest room ever known to man, I feel like I'm cl- talking here in a phone booth, but yeah. but um, just the fact that we're getting together, and doing something that can impact someone and it'll change them and alter some way of their thinking about the world. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm just I, I love seeing a problem and solving a problem. And so the idea of doing that every day and as a counselor that's kinda of what I do. So it's pretty good. So that so I, there there are many aspects of my job that are wonderful. There's just a very slight few that and that's the things I just don't have control over that drive me nuts. But mm-hmm. beyond that I I always tell it's really odd when people ask me where I work, I always forget. I always refer to I say I'm just going to school I forget to mention that I'm actually employed at it. I just don't right. I don't think about I'm going to work and never worry about I'm punching a clock. You're at school
1: you just happen to be a licensed psychologist. You know? I happen
0: to have a chance to park in better parking than most students <laughs> and I happen
1: to have a place where they,
0: they let me sit. And that's yeah. about the difference in me and a student of, you know, like I said right. I, I know I go to the I I do as much as what comes to campus I try to involve myself in with students not to creep them out, but I'm, right. I mean I I, always, I don't think of myself being much more than an 18-year-old.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Uh Okay, um, I guess uh, let's move from you um, to university counseling services in general. Did you have anything to add uh, before we go ahead and – No, go okay, ahead. Okay, cool. Um, what would you say um, – if, if you had 100 Truman State University students walk in uh, over the course of two weeks, sure. what would most of them say is bothering you? If you sat down and you're like, hey, you know, what yeah. what – you're not gonna phrase it like this, but hey, you know what are you doing here? What would most of them say? What's the most like? What's the most probable? Common. Yeah, common thing yeah. people come in for. Do you think?
0: You know, I, and then you know people come in for at Truman. I think we have a high amount of anxiety and depression. I don't want to call it clinical level, but mm-hmm. they just feel they don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the most common symptomology they talk about is depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get some outliers, but. That's our bread and butter. And a lot of times people talk about real basic health stuff of where they're not sleeping right. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how they're crying a lot. And so mm-hmm. I think we try to get people away from, and some of these people come into our psychology majors and want to try to diagnose themselves. We try to get them to almost stop that because we, as an office, for the most part, we don't operate on diagnosis concepts. Mm-hmm. We operate much more on what's your symptomology, what's taking place, what's okay. going on. And we also operate from the standpoint that most of the people are coming into our office are... Are very functional, very normal individuals, and they're people. well-adjusted. So we're talking about doing some minor tweaking. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, the things that people come in for also is just dealing with kind of a lack of friends. You know that mm-hmm. why what is going? Because if you're very depressed and you're very anxious, people don't want to be around that as much, no. and so people get and left. Vice behind. versa. I, Have, I
1: mean, you don't you don't really want to bring uh, that you know, energy to other people too. Yeah.
0: And so so I think we end up seeing people coming in for just kind of that, in a general sense of something's not right with me. I'm not where I want to be or not where I was at. Mm-hmm. We we occasionally have the person that comes in and it's like, you know, I've always been like this. But most people are like, what is taking place? And, and the thing is, and you know this as a student, Truman just, it, it puts a lot of pressure on you. It makes it, it's a challenging place to be. Mm-hmm. And so... Where is an office or a press release or getting people to get back to doing things? And sometimes this place, I just had a conversation with somebody, the idea of, is there such a thing, when you use the word perfectionism, mm-hmm. is there such a thing as healthy perfectionism? And I think students sometimes forget that, that the idea of mm-hmm. do, wanting to do something really well but not letting it burn you up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Truman is not, we don't really reward that. We reward, mm-hmm. you know put 25 hours into an 8 day week you know, yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think our office is trying to, to say, hey, slow down you're going to mm-hmm. do great stuff
1: One thing that you said uh, at one point that I thought was really interesting and that I've repeated a number of times is that uh, at Truman State University, there are really uh, there aren't five grades. There are two grades. There's an A and there's an F. Yeah. Um. So, how much do you think that factors in? You touched on it a little bit to the problems that people bring to university counseling services. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: that's the thing is that I, I, mean, I would imagine that you know most people we see. It always it's always intriguing to me is that they usually if they go away for the summer and they come back to their office mm-hmm. in the fall, and usually usually ask them how their summer went, and it's not 100 percent because there's there's definitely individual things that go on. Right. But once they get away from not just Truman or Kirksville, but just the stress and the pressure. I think people Mm -hmm. understand how much that impacts their daily life. Mm -hmm. They'll go, God, I had a great summer. I felt really good. Now I'm getting back to being depressed again. Mm -hmm. And it's not not the idea of, like, oh, I need to run away from school, but how do you do this better? So Mm -hmm. getting people to see that, you know, and I'll be the first to testify. I, you look at my transcript, I've got C's and B's. I, mm-hmm. There's no question. And, yeah. you know, and look at the achievement I've made. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just that, that normal. I mean, and doctors all the time. I mean, everybody goes to see their doctor, asking what their grades were in undergrad. And it'll be rare to have a, a doctor will say, I had a 4.0. I yeah. mean, the ability that you can make mistakes and you're going to be mm-hmm. okay. And, I mean, and a B B's not a mistake. It's just you, you don't have to be perfect and it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um... Why? Okay, you said you said typically uh, you you said as a rough estimate. You said you'd have roughly uh, at any point in time you'd have you know 25 to 30 percent of uh, people who were students for four years come into university yeah. counseling services. Um, why is it not? Forty percent. Why is it not 50? Um, Why is it not 60 percent? It gives me
0: panic attacks myself. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, we're a fringe service. I mean, it's not as though, um, like, like, I would hope that the rec center would be used more than our office. Mm-hmm. Because that, that is, you know, to have a healthy life. Not that you couldn't have a healthy life without the rec center. Mm-hmm. But you could do many things. I think doing those is there. I mean, and I mean this in the sense of I'm sure there's a lot of people on our campus that are, that are, able to do what they have to do without the assistance of counseling services. Mm-hmm. They, they live really great lives. They're very achieving. Mm-hmm. Or they have a really great support system they lean to. And I always tell people usually the counseling services should be probably the fourth person you go to. It mm-hmm. should be like to, you know, your your parents you should talk to, your friends, maybe, you know, maybe professors or coworkers or, you know, suite mates or people like that you would talk to. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're a great place to go to when you're like, I'm kind of stumped on this one. No one seems to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And what we offer that's really different is that we offer because we don't, we don't, we're not friends with somebody, so we can give very honest feedback. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about losing the relationship. Mm-hmm. Where your parents are like, oh, I don't want to say this because it will make them upset and they'll be mad right. at me. We, of course, are human beings and care about that, but we really, right. at many professional levels, just don't care. And we're not trying to be mean or difficult. We're just trying to be very truthful what's taking place. Mm-hmm. So most people can solve their issues long before they come to us. You know, look, maybe this podcast changes someone's life if they don't come to us, which is fantastic.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: We um, probably have enough time for about one more question. We've okay.
1: Taken. Cool. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Um, if someone, you said the most the most likely problems are depression and anxiety. Sure. Um, if 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 I have a problem with depression or anxiety, or yeah. if I know someone who I think is having a problem, what do you say to me, or what do I say to that person?
0: This is going to sound odd in terms of this. I, I the one thing I would say is that. If you go to the rec center, you mentioned go to the rec center, mm-hmm. and, and your elbow hurts, mm-hmm. it's telling you something.
1: Okay. It
0: means that you probably are doing something wrong if you're lifting or you strain yourself to not do that. Mm-hmm. Depression and anxiety are the same things. They, okay. th- your body is d- depression or anxiety is telling you that something is going wrong. That either you're in something you're engaging in is not right for you. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that is causing you pain. The reason anxiety and depression hurts so much is just very similar to the level of why physical pain hurts mm-hmm. so much.
1: I've heard the analogy of like uh, you know like a, a check engine light in a car. You know if something okay. you're, something's wrong. You're you're cognizant of that, but you don't know exactly what it is. It and that's be it. Number of things.
0: Like if you hurt your elbow, you're probably not going it's probably my knee. But right. a lot of times, think of like if you if your if your foot hurts, you walk differently, and your hip ends up hurting. Mm-hmm. It's not your hip. It was because you're walking differently, so suddenly you're straining right. it. Depression and anxiety is a lot more confusing. Just kind of like that scenario. Okay. So what you're looking at for people is the first thing I tell people to do is sit down and figure out what is going on. What is really you know, what is, if you got rid of something, if something went out of your life or something changed, what would make you feel lighter, freer? My okay. guess is that is probably a lot of what's going on. And, and there's never a simple solution to what's that. If you go, it's my, I really don't like how my mom is treating me. You may not control it and you might have to look at how do I deal with it differently because your mm-hmm. mom may not change. But sometimes you do have very direct things where, you know, the number of times that people have come to my office and they're saying, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, like how many credits are you in? 18. Well, one, you know, if you drop a class, how would you feel? Like, oh, I'd feel great.
1: <laughs> well, drop a class. I mean,
0: sometimes it's, it's as simple as that, but, it, but it, the achieving culture of this place is more is better, and sometimes mm-hmm. less is better. You know, and this, being smarter about it. Don't be doing more. Mm-hmm. Be, what you're going to do, do, do it really well. Care about it. If you can do 18 credits, go for it, but if not, don't overwhelm yourself.
1: Okay.
0: That would be my quick advice if someone came in is just to listen to what it's saying because okay. depression and anxiety tell you what, you what is going on. Sometimes it's lying to you. You know, like mm-hmm. anxiety. People go, "I'm really nervous about going to talk to my professor," and I don't want to tell them because I'm really behind in class. I missed a couple of classes. Mm-hmm. But anxiety is saying that you screwed up, and if you go in there, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. So not always listening to it, not always avoiding right. it, it and okay. maybe it's going towards it and saying, right. "I've got to deal with this type of issue."
1: Okay, interesting. All right. Um, so, let me just ask you any uh, last-minute uh, words of advice or encouragement to uh, to our listeners.
0: Sure. I I would just say, you know, if do everything you can to live a healthy life. I, I always tell people in a very odd you way. Have said than done. I, but I always say, I hope I never meet you in, in the best mm-hmm. of ways, and that I, I hope I, I meet you playing basketball at the rec center. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ever need to, my office is available. It is not a thing of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a place that people are um, very accepting and very open to. Um, and I think most people come into our office or are only seen for just a few sessions. They do, mm-hmm. they come in, they get what they want, and they're out the door. And so it's not a long term. I'm committing for eight thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um so if people need it, please
1: come by. Alright. Uh what's the phone number over there?
0: Sure. Um let me give you all the kind of the, our basic web stuff because people look at the webpage is UCS.truman.edu. Mm-hmm. Um our email address is UCS at Truman.edu. UCS, okay. UCS, so just University Counseling Services mm-hmm. at UC at Truman.edu. And our phone number is six six zero seven eight five four zero one four.
1: All right, Brian. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate it. And uh I'll be talking to you uh, in For the future. For other topics. Wonderful. All right. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>